Aleluia. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, I caught fire for a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, tonight we're going to start on part two. Well, the second lesson, actually part one of the types of dreams. Now, the first lesson that we had, if you could turn the uh, music down just a little bit. The first lesson that I taught on for the dream series was two weeks ago. It was called the foundation of your sight. And if you haven't looked at that yet or um, listened to it yet, I'd encourage you to do that because every single lesson. Can I get some water? Every single lesson that we do will be leading up to the interpretation of dreams. And so it's going to be very important that you listen to these in order. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we will be looking at types of dreams and visions. It's going to be a three parts to this. <clears throat> We're dealing with part one tonight. So let's see. Okay, so dreams in itself, can you turn the music down just a little bit? Dreams are powerful vehicles for not only for revelation, but also for insight from the Father. So they can change the course of people's lives tremendously and impact them if they have the knowledge of how the Father sometimes speak. So dreams come as a response to the different circumstances in our life. So in tonight's lesson, we will be examining and going over the different types of dreams. Now, like I said, we'll be breaking this up into three parts. So tonight, I believe I have nine here. We'll go, we'll go through nine and then, um, 10 thereafter. Cause I, I believe I have at least about 30, 30 types of dreams that we will go over. So we'll go through the first set tonight. So the first one we're going to go over tonight, and you may or may not need something to write with. I'm going to try to actually get into the practice of actually like um, either putting the PowerPoint up as a PDF or something on the website, trying to see, you know, how that works out, or emailing it to everybody before they come to Bible study. But I'm going to see how to work this out. But because particularly the this personal dream series right here, it has a lot of information. And I want you to be able to go back and actually read the information. Not only just listen, but read the information too. Because sometimes you need to have it wrote down. So the first one tonight will be prophetic dreams. You can also take um, pictures as well. Prophetic dreams. Now, prophetic dreams serve pretty much as the same purpose as a prophetic word would. We have the voice of the Father through visualization. So, we have a promise, right, that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. And that's in John, in John 16 and 3. So, it says that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. 
which means that it doesn't tell us that the Holy Spirit will, will show us only in one way, but that he will show us what is to come. So that showing might be through your natural eyes. He might unction you to look at something. He might give you some insight by speaking to you, but he also may show you through a dream. So one thing I want you to remember about prophetic dreams Prophetic dreams require wisdom and discernment to decode their meaning. Okay? So, the first thing, I had it, I had it listed all at once here, but I'm literally going to break each one of these down. And I have the scripture, scriptural reference up there for you so that, as I always say, that I'm not going to tell you something that you can't find it. And these are the literal scriptural reference for um, these different types of prophetic dreams and what they do. So the first one that we're going to go over is that they give instructions, they show what is to come, and what paths to take, prophetic dreams. So to see this, we're going to go to Matthew 2 and 13. Matthew 2 and 13. And it says, after they had gone, Joseph had another dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, get up now and flee to Egypt. Take Mary and the little child and stay there until I tell you to leave. For Herod intends to search for the child to kill him. So this is in a dream. He's given instructions and what is to come. This is a prophetic dream. He's telling them Herod desires to kill and search for the child. So I need you to go here and to get up now. So this is a prophetic dream that gives instructions. Okay. Our next example for prophetic dream is it reveals future events that are decreed from the father in order to reveal his perfect plan. So, our scripture reference for that will be Daniel 2, 28, and 29. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Now, remember, this comes from when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. It says, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now, I will tell you your dream and the vision you saw as you lay on your bed while your majesty was sleeping. You dreamed about coming events. He who reveals secrets has shown you what is going to happen. So this is an example of a prophetic dream that reveals future events and decrees from the father in order to reveal what his plans were. Amen. So, the third thing that a prophetic dream does, as we know, it comforts, it edifies, and it exhorts. Remember, it does the same thing that a prophetic word would do. So, for an example of how it edifies, now edification um, dreams are dreams that's given us to take strength to continue on in our journey. It helps us to remain focused on what we need to do. 
So our example for that will be Genesis 31, 11 through 12. Now remember, we're talking about prophetic dreams and how they comfort, edify, and exhort. We're specifically right now looking at edification. And it says, then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am. The angel said, look up and you will see that only the streaked, speckled and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. Now we know the story of how the man's um, daughter that he wanted to marry tricked him and enslaved him. Now, a dream came to him because the man was treating him unfair. A dream came from him to, from the Lord to tell him, look, I've seen how he treated you. And now I'm going to give you some insight how to increase in wealth for yourself and your household. You're fine. So this was a dream of edification. It was giving him strength to carry on because he had more years to do. But he was letting him know, I'm there for you, even though he may try to trick you. And lied to you. I'm going to give you insight. Exhortation. Prophetic dreams. Exhort. Now, when we talk about prophetic dreams of exhortations, we're talking about dreams that take some type of action. In order to continue. Okay? So our scripture reference for this will be Genesis 31 and 24. Now, what I'm trying to get you to see through, and it seems like we're kind of possibly just running through these, and that's really the point of tonight's Bible study, um, is to show you exactly what type of dreams that you might have. Give you some, you know, insight, not only some insight, but also some scriptural reference that you can go back and actually see, you know, how that person handled that situation, how that dream came about, so you can make, you know, similar, you know, um, kind of similar similarities to their dreams versus yours. And you can have a also scriptural basis and reference for this. So Genesis, when I say Genesis 31 and 24, and it says, but the previous night God had appeared to Laban, the Aramean in a dream and told him, I'm warning you, leave Jacob alone. In a dream. <laughs> so the father is literally telling him, look, I see you how you're treating him. I'm warning you. Now, when the father warns you, that's a whole different type of warning than when a man warned you. So if the father say leave him alone, it's best that you leave him alone. <laughs> the third one is comfort. Prophetic dreams, they comfort. And our example for this will be Judges 7, 13 through 15. And it says, Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream and in my, in my dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. 
His companion answered, your dream can mean only one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Goash, the Israelite, victory over Midian and all of his allies. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. So he was giving him a dream of comfort because they thought they would be defeated. They thought they didn't have enough to defeat them, but he was letting you know, letting them know and comforting them that through difficult situations and he reminded, he reminds us that he is and he will actually give us the strength in order to defeat the enemy. So that is a prophetic dream of comfort. The second one that we're going to go over tonight are state of the union dreams. (laughs) It's what I call state of the union dreams. Now, what are state of the union dreams? So in America, right, we have state of the union addresses by the president, right? So the purpose is to notify the country of its present situation and its condition while also proposing what? Future actions that should take place. And these dreams function the very same way. So what it does, it helps to bring clarity to present circumstances or conditions. It reveals personal thoughts and intents. It exposes spiritual warfare, as well as the intent and plans of others. These type of dreams come to reveal hidden things in our hearts that we are not willing to face. And these type of dreams can cause us to face what is on the inside of us and provide warning against future unrighteous acts. This is, (laughs) this can be extremely personal. So let's look at an example of this. We're going to be looking at Matthew 1, 19 through 21. Now, the backdrop of this, as we know, is Joseph. And, and, you know, Mary gets pregnant, and he wants to privately put her away. Okay? So, a dream comes to him. So, it says, her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity, and he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him in a clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to make Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Savior for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. So this is an example of a state of the union dream. It's clarifying the condition with the circumstance, right? It's letting him know that no, don't put her away. (laughs) I'm the one who did this and this is what is going to happen. So it clarifies the condition. Basically he told the, the, the dream told him what is actually going on. And he told him about the actual circumstance. So, 
So when it comes to the state of union dreams, we do have another category of the type of a state of the union dream, and it also can reveal personal thoughts, remembrance, and intents of your heart. Okay? So the scripture reference for that will be Genesis 20, 3 through 5. Now, the scripture tells us that the heart is deceitful, correct? Right, and it's wicked, which means that one can be vulnerable, right, to self-deception, especially when it comes to your personal self. You have a lot of things going on. You are inside of yourself. You can't see yourself at all times. You can't even see what's on the back of your shirt, let alone the, the darkness that lies within your heart, okay? So we have Genesis 23 through 5, and it says, But that night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man, for that woman you have taken is already married. But Abimelech had not slept with her yet. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sis- she is my sister? And she herself said, yes, he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. So he was getting ready to sleep with the woman. <laughs> and the woman was already married. So a dream came to him and said, look, if you touch this woman, you dead. So he was letting him know, he was revealing it, revealing to him that, look, you may think that you're doing something innocent and this woman don't belong to nobody, but I'm telling you she belongs to somebody. It's going to cause you death if you touch her. All right, number three. We're kind of going through these. Now, remember, this is totally different (laughs) than Sunday service because this is Bible study. So this, even in Sunday service, you should go back and study. But with Bible study, (laughs) you should go back and look and study these scriptures, like read the actual whole story that led up to the dream. So our third thing is conditional dreams. Conditional dreams. Dreams. Now, we actually have four different types of conditional dreams. We have future blessings or ministry ministry from the Father. We have future blessings and ministries of others. We have future spiritual attacks. And then we have future un, unfavorable events. And we'll go through all three, all four of these. Now, what are conditional dreams? Conditional dreams are the type of dreams that come to show us a potential outcome, okay? The dream's fulfillment will or will not take place except certain events take place. They come to reveal to us the four things that I just went over. Future blessings or ministry from the Father, future blessings or ministries of others, future spiritual attacks or future unfavorable events. So the first one, future blessings or ministry from the Father. Now, these are things that the Father has in store for us, but it requires obedience to him for you to do something in order for you to receive it. So he's giving you instruction in the dream so that you can receive something on the other end, but he's telling you he's requiring you to do something before that can take place and happen. So we'll look at 
Genesis 37, 5 through 11. And it says, one night Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time, he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he said. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers was jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Crazy, huh? <laughs> it's just it's just laced all in the Bible. And it's it's kind of crazy to me because not a lot of and I guess like really with anything else, whether it be the kingdom or it be Christ or it be sonship, it's like it seems as though never mind, I won't say that. Holy Spirit say don't say that. Moving on. <laughs> Future blessings and ministries of others. Now, these type of conditional dreams come to reveal the plan of the Father in the lives of others. Now, these are dreams that you will have for others. So sometimes we may see people receiving blessings, receiving their ministry, receiving a gift, and in other significant life events. So the father will do this to encourage the, the other to actually continue in the faith. So for instance, you may know a friend or a coworker or a relative and they seem rolled down or they've been really, really, really trying to find out what their destiny is, what trying to find out what their purpose is and they're becoming highly frustrated. And then the father gives you a dream about them. Amen. Now, this, the second one, did we go through the first set? No, it's the third. The third one is future spiritual attacks. Okay? Now, future spiritual attacks, it is, as it says, it reveals areas of upcoming spiritual warfare. So, I think I've said it on the prayer call a couple times, but I'll say it here. There's a time to pray and there's a time to intercede. But then there's a time for warfare. So we can't always have, you know, pre- pleasant prayers. Sometimes we have to war in the spirit. So we got to be sensitive to the leading of the spirit to know, okay, is this an intercessor? Do I, should I be interceding? Should I just be praying? Or should I be in spiritual warfare? Now, spiritual, future spiritual attack dreams in the areas of conditional re- dreams, as I said, reveals upcoming spiritual warfare and attacks. When this happens, those, now, now keep in mind what I'm saying. I'm going to slow this down so you can hear what I'm saying. When you have a future spiritual attack dream, those who had the dream and those involved in the dream are called to prayer. 
both of you. The person that is in the dream and the person who had the dream should be praying. It comes to ensure the success of the father's children in battle. That you be successful. The father will not allow us to be ignorant, as he says, of Satan's devices. So if these type of dreams are mishandled, individuals will suffer unnecessarily at the hands of the enemy's schemes. These are very serious dreams. Spiritual warfare dreams are serious dreams. Now, an example of that was actually something recent that happened when I told you guys about the vision that I had when I was in the kitchen. And it was quite funny, but it, it, it sure wasn't funny when it was taking place. <laughs> I could tell you that. It was funny because, remember, I told you he had gave me a vision. He just dropped a scene of a movie from Baby Boy. <laughs> when, what was the guy's name? He, yes, Vean Rames. When he had just got out of prison and he was trying to do right. Try to do everything right so it won't go back in. And he was reformed (laughs) right out of jail. And we got Tyrese who comes in and they start fighting and stuff like that. And he just gets him in a moment. He's like, dang, he got me. He got me. I was trying to do good. So I had that scene. He literally gave me that scene. And as soon as that scene shifted, I, I seen my husband. And we were in the church. And it was the same kind of situation that happened where somebody was trying to openly challenge him and to, to show that, okay, you preaching this, but you, okay, but look, I got you, you know, in a heated moment and you're not, look, I got you and you, you heated and, you know, you cussing and you doing this, this and that. So he showed me a vision of that, how the enemy wanted to ruin his character. He had a plot and a scheme to ruin his character. So I told my husband about it. And then that Sunday service we came in, um, let's see, was it you? Yeah, Pastor Kirby had, you had got a vision or word? Yes. Yes, okay. That the women were supposed to pray for, had a dream, that the women were supposed to pray for my husband. So, and we did that. We did exactly that. And what I I can tell you, that literally, that next week it happened. That next week it happened. Not, like I say, not in, in, in like that specific, but the, it happened. It was so crazy because I had had a dream actually that I kind of had rolled off. It was still there, but I kind of had rolled it off. But it was for that period of time now that I think about it. But I had, it was a very, them simple dreams. Watch out for those simple dreams. The ones that short and simple, those are the ones to really pay attention to. Them real long, long ones, not really. They're serious. All of them are serious, but the simple ones specifically. It seems as though the, the, the simple, short dreams are the ones that need to be, the action of it needs to be taken like right now. But kind of getting back, maybe I lost my place. What was I about to say? Not soon after. Yes, not soon after that it happened. But I had a dream. That's what I was about to say. I had a dream that someone came 
and you know, the person didn't have a face or nothing. They were just in all black, which allows me to know it was the enemy. But someone came and threw a grenade in my house and they ran and blew it up. But the crazy part about it, I did not know that personal dream that I had had maybe a week before then was actually attached to the vision I had had that week and what Pastor Kirby was saying as well because that's what literally happened. It was like as if someone literally threw a bomb in our house. Like it, it was that big. And then after it was all over, me and my husband sat down and we was like, oh, my gosh, that was the dream. That's what happened. But the crazy part about it, I believe, had not we acted on Pastor Kirby's dream to pray in that particular situation, it could have turned bad. So that's why I said when it comes to future spiritual attacks, the person in the dream you're dreaming about and the person that actually had the dream, both of them are called to prayer. The last one for conditional dreams is future unfavorable events. Okay? Now, contrary to popular belief, every negative and unfavorable event that occurs is not the result of spiritual warfare. Okay? Not every single one. So sometimes life, bad decisions that we make brings hurt, disappointment and tragedy so everything is not spiritual warfare sometimes it's the decision that you made that you are open you're basically leaving doors open for the enemy to come in so when this happens the father in his wisdom will reveal these things to prompt us to pray for different results okay now when these dreams come now, because I, I know these, and we'll go over this in another lesson. I'm going over types of dreams right now. In another lesson, we'll go over the most common dreams that people have and what they mean. So when these dreams come, future unfavorable events, they usually come in the form of death, car accidents, Job losses in a dream and sickness in a dream. Now, remember, these are the type of dreams. This had nothing to do really with spiritual warfare. These had something to do with the decisions that you made that was bad. And then the father comes in a dream to warn you, look, this is what actually is taking place in the spirit realm when you did this. So if we respond correctly and obediently, conditional dreams actually can bring great blessings if we respond to them correctly. Because sometimes people will get scared with these type of dreams because they can. They, as you wake up, they can actually leave you kind of shook up, especially if you dream you was in a car accident. Doesn't mean that you're going to be in a literal car accident, <laughs> but it's giving you a warning that... It might have been the fact that you took a left and he told you to take a right. You, he told you not to take the job and you decided you was going to take the job anyway. So our next category of dreams, it says five, but I eliminated one of them because it was almost similar to one of the um, prophetic dreams and I didn't want to like say the same thing over again. So it's really four. 
four types of prophetic dreams for the present. So we're talking about right now. Call to action right now. So these are serious things here. Now, because I know all of us have done this number one. Number one, waking dreams. When you wake up, as soon as you wake up, you have a dream and you wake up from that dream. Not dreams that we've had at night. We've had them and then we continue to sleep and then we wake up. Not those dreams. The dreams that we have right before we wake up. These dreams, I guess if there were a punctuation mark, there would be an exclamation mark. <laughs> that means that they're the seriousness, to let you know the seriousness of it. So these types of dreams have an imprint on the day. They shake your day up. These kind of dreams that when you wake up, you're usually shaken by it. Because these dreams are the type of dreams they feel so real. They feel like you're at, you actually was living this dream out and you wasn't here on this earth. Until you woke up and you're like, oh my God, that was a dream. Now, these dreams also are the first impression of the day. So that is why they are incredibly important and they require, when I tell you, immediate reaction. They require an immediate reaction. The purpose of these types of dreams is to show you something that stays with you and is not forgotten when you wake up. Sometimes these dreams are for you to take action to pray patiently about the dream, or to apply what the Father is showing you immediately. Now, if it is for another person, it's for them to apply immediately. Okay, so the bottom line is that you cannot shake the feeling when you wake up from that dream. It feels like an immediate assignment. Okay, now we're going to go to an example. Genesis 41, 1 through 8. Genesis 41, 1 through 8. Two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and began grazing in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbank. Then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven healthy fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up, but he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time, he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grains appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams, so he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dream, not one of them could tell him what it meant. So that is an example of a waking dream. 
And we know the the end of that story, but they couldn't interpret it because the gods in which they were serving didn't give them the dream, didn't give him the dream. So how in the world could they, these magicians, interpret anything when you you got to get the wisdom of the father in order to actually interpret the dream? So it wasn't given to them um, by their gods. I was thinking of a, a personal example I actually had when it came to a waking dream. Um, <laughs> one dream I had that was a waking dream, I literally was at a, um, I was working for an employer. And in the dream, right before um, I woke up, I heard an audible voice inside of the dream before I woke up. And, and the father said, if you don't leave, I'm going to make them fire you right before I woke up. Lo and behold, that day I had went to work, I put in my notice. <laughs> but some, like I say, for some people, that would be very hard to do. Because it's like, okay, well, where am, where am, what kind of job, what, what else do I have? This is my bread and butter. But I, like I say, I'm <laughs> so convinced. When, I've been having dreams since I was little. And actually my mother... Um, operated in the prophetic and really that's where um, I kind of like the gift transferred over to me and then she would as a child I would have several dreams at night even like I said before I was saved I'm just being a little girl I would have several dreams maybe maybe three or four dreams even in one night I would have several dreams and I would tell my mother every dream that I would have and she would interpret them for me on the spot so that's really like where, like she's the one really who taught me. Um, but hers, like I say, everything that I do is pretty much by structure so that I could teach others. But it was just so natural for her that like even the, the resources that I'm going to give you and everything to help you interpret your dream, just like she didn't need none of that stuff. <laughs> she just interpreted by the spirit. And she was dead on every time too. She was. Um, so let's see. So the next one is decision dreams. Decision dreams. Now remember, we're talking about dreams for the present right now. Decision dreams. Now, now if decision dreams, now remember I told you if waking dreams was a punctuation, it would be an exclamation mark. Decision dreams, if it was a punctuation, punctuation will be a question mark okay these dreams are where you are asked a question in the dream or you're given options in the dream in these types of dreams now now there's certain places i slow down so you can really so it can marinate in you in these types of dreams it is very important that you watch yourself in the dream and how you make decisions in the dream because it will give you insight to what is going on with you spiritually, good or bad. It can tell you a lot what's going on with you. Okay, so watch the decisions that you make in these types of dreams. So an example of that is Solomon, let's see, Solomon in 1 Kings 3, 5 through 12. 
Now it says that night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed great faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David. But I am like a child, a little child who doesn't know his way around the posture you can you can see his heart in the dream. So his heart in the dream was like that. That's literally how his heart was. That was the condition of his heart. That's the posture that he took like a child. Let's see. Where am I? Now, oh God, you have made me a king instead of my father, David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous, they cannot even be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had actually for wisdom so God replied because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for long life or wealth or the death of your enemies I will give you what you ask for I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has has had or even will have and you know the basic bottom line what he asked for like I say like a child he asked to hear the father's voice that was the basic bottom line. <laughs> that as he judged the people and he is the king, he asked that he have the ability to hear his voice and make a decisions. All right. We have two left. The third one, audible dreams. Audible dreams. Also known as dark speeches. Now, remember, we're talking about punctuation marks. If audible dreams was a punctuation marks, there would be quotation marks. Now, there would be quotation marks because the father is literally audibly speaking to you in the dream. and You can hear his voice in the dream. Now, the Bible refers to dark speeches as riddles, parables, dark utterances, and enigmas. And a lot of times, that's how he spoke to his disciples. So, that would describe dreams since they are often, what, obscure. You don't know much about it. So, when you have an audible dream, your heart hears the Father's voice so clearly in the dream, it might as well be an audible experience to your ears. It is that plain. And it kind of actually go with the other dream that I guys told you when it was like, it actually was a wake slash audible dream. Because he told me, if you don't leave, <laughs> I'm going to make him fire you. So, and I woke right up. So it's like a two-in-one. So the example for this is 1 Samuel 3, 1 and 8. 1 through 8. And it says, Meanwhile, 
the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was sleeping in the in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So he didn't know his voice. So the Lord called a third time and once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. (laughs) All the while. (laughs) But that goes to show you that not everybody knows the voice of the father. And not everybody knows that when the father is speaking in dreams that that's his voice. Most people ride their dreams off. Which actually goes right into and segues into a piece of dreams. Because when people just kind of, oh, that was just a dream. It was just a piece of dream. So we'll, we'll go over a piece of dreams because there's no such thing. <laughs> now, if piece of dreams were a punctuation... There would be a space, a space bar. Now, the space bar, because they seem as if they're out of space. They're far from the ability from being interpreted. It's just too weird. It's out of the box. You're like, I know that was not from the Lord. I don't know what that was. It can't even be interpreted by nobody. (laughs) So they often have the characteristics of being illogical. And speaking in disorderly symbols, okay? You're in, you're sleeping, you have a dream, you, you, you buy a tree trunk, you put your hand on it, it turned yellow, you, <laughs> the dream switches, you're in a yellow car, you, you stop at the stop sign, then the dream switches again, and then you're standing in grass, and then it's raining, but then it turned blue. It's like, what in the world was that? It's like it'll have absolutely no meaning. But it seems illogical, but it is totally spiritual. So piece of dreams is a general phase people use to label a non-cynical dream, or some people will use this phase to shrug off a perfectly good prophetic dream. These dreams are probably the most prophetic because it requires you not only to um, pray um, in specific to this dream, but it, it requires you to spend a great deal of time with the dream. So these dreams seem crazy to the natural mind, and they don't seem helpful at all. So I wonder if I put this up there. Did I put Ecclesiastes 5 and 3 up there? I didn't. Okay. So put that um, down in your notes, Ecclesiastes 5 and 3, because that's going to be your scriptural reference for as they say, piece of dreams. Because Ecclesiastes 5 and 3 says, too much activity 
gives you restless dreams. So this is what I would cause call restless dreams as well. And that's why it's kind of like when you're restless, your dream is just all over the place. When you go to bed and you go to bed like full of anxiety, you haven't got much rest. You've been doing too much stuff for the day, and you you basically you just crashing. You just crashing, and you fall asleep. You usually will have a, a, a as they say, a piece of dream. So a restless, crazy dream that we call a piece of dream might be the father predestined way of telling us we are number one worrying too much. Number two, we have too many cares. Number three, we're too busy. We're neglecting the word. We're not spending any time with him. So these dreams are announcements that we are stressed. So these dreams can be the father also telling you to slow down, moving too fast. <laughs> These dreams can also tell you you need to rest more. You need to eat healthier. You need to take care of yourself better. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because you have to, you got to think. He's, we're vessels, and he always in the business of trying to use us. So if you're not resting, if you're too busy, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not eating right, how in the world are you going to be able to not only just do what he's calling you to do on a daily basis, maintain your, 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 your mindset with that because you're not praying, you're not reading, so then it goes into more. It's, it's harder for you to hear him when you got too much going on. So I would say to this type of dream, never dismiss a dream. I'll say this is like my closing. Never dismiss a dream without praying about the dream first. Never dismiss a dream. No matter how much you don't understand it, no matter how much illogical it seems, no matter how much it just don't make sense and you're just frustrated about it, pray about the dream first. Amen? Amen. So that is our conclusion for tonight. Um, now, two, it'll be two weeks from now because next week will be, um, we have what, Shay and Tanya do their, um, yeah, they have to practice what they're going to be speaking on in February. But two weeks from now, we'll go over part two, and we'll talk about um, warning dreams, directional dreams, reoccurring dreams that you just continue to have. Um, we'll talk about incubation dreams, apocalyptic dreams like the world's about to end, <laughs> Healing dreams, deliverance dreams, um, teaching dreams, correction dreams, and destiny dreams. I know, right? There's a good bit. That's why I said probably eventually what I'll do, I'll put it all 
all the different types of dreams on like a PDF format so you'll have it to reference from and go back to. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the.